Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. People of Earth, your Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown. And Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Connor McSpadden got called into a writing room today to write jokes for someone. A roast? A roast. A roast? Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of Comedy Central roast thing, oh. I'm sure. He does that all the time. Good for him. Yeah. Out there getting paid to work like a fucking idiot. <laughs> what a dork. Laura Crawford's joining me, though. Good morning. Guest today. Yeah, it's so early. Eh. I, 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 I like this new schedule where I kind of force comics to just roll out of bed and then come and record. I know. I did a show last night. I roasted Andre the Giant at the comedy store. So that was late. Yeah. But I'm good. I'm, I'm in it today. I'm in you, it to win it. You, you've yet to ask me to make you coffee. No, I'm not going to. It happens. I've had a few really? comics. Pushy. And who am I to Pushy. not make coffee? Well, right? also, you're not, you know, what's your last name? Donuts, first name Duncan? It's not your responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Did you bring some Starbucks to pay for that coffee? <laughs> So we are talking about a documentary today, mm-hmm. a documentary called Mirage Men, which I've, I've recommended it to people on this podcast a few mm-hmm. different times, yeah. although every time I've recommended it, I forgot the name. It's not, yeah, it's not, um, yeah, Mirage Men. It's a bit, it's not as obvious as you would think. Yeah. It's not like Gasland or like. Yeah, think another capturing the Freedmans or right. Those yeah. things just roll off the tongue. Yeah, but I finally I finally tracked it down. I just literally Googled the premise yeah. and it came right up. So I probably could have sorted that out a while ago. Yeah, but ah, eh, who's eh. got the time? Yeah, it's a 2013 documentary film directed by John Lundberg, mm-hmm. the boss in Office Space. Yes, I believe. No, his name was Bill, <laughs> wasn't it? Bill Lundberg. Yeah, yeah. but still, was- Lundberg. You fucked Lundberg. <laughs> Ah, still a good reference. Yeah, I think. And it's a film about how the government used mythology and information to cover up advanced technology that we're working on. Or is it about that? Mm-hmm. I feel like like I halfway through this, I felt like, is this part of it? Like, are they doing it again? Like they're like, it's it's uh, it's a confusing watch. It is a confusing watch, and it's and when you've seen a lot of other alien documentaries, conspiracy documentaries, sometimes it does sort of start to meld together in yeah. your mind. You know, you're like, "What did I learn from this one versus this one?" Right, and specific points. This one sort of challenges a lot of the things that hardcore conspiracy theorists think they know. Yeah. About aliens, but I would maybe even not say that. Maybe it's more what casual conspiracy theorists think they know mm-hmm. because i feel like all the hardcore ones are in this documentary saying we got lied to yeah <laughs> and everyone else is still like no that didn't happen <laughs> uh the documentary it's the basis for the book armada by ernest klein hmm. 
the guy who wrote Ready Player One. Didn't know that. And this it, Armada is being made into a movie also. So this oh, is nice. potentially a documentary about the sequel to Ready Player One. Whoa. So nice. Go watch Mirage Men and have that movie <laughs> ruined for you. I know. Uh, the the main subject is this guy named Richard Doty. What did you think of Richard Doty upon your first impression of him? I mean, credible. Yeah. I mean, mostly credible. I was I was intrigued. I wasn't like, oh, I'm ready to see what this guy says about everything. But I was like, okay, you're a guy who wants to be in a documentary. You know, I'll buy into it to an extent. Yeah, his name comes up in yeah. a lot of UFO conspiracies, and in some of them, he's like the guy who first broke the news. Yeah, and what this documentary claims, and what he, I think it's it's kind of verified that his job. When he worked for the government as part of the United States Air Force Office of Special Investigation, mm-hmm. if someone got too close to discovering some sort of secret technology that we were developing, this guy would go out and kind of intercept them and feed them false information yeah. to discredit them. Yes, which is something that, you know, we. I think we I feel like we were talking about this last time we were here talking about uh, all the stuff to do with um, who's the woman who had the TED Talk about conspiracies and debunking people. Oh, and yeah. That, and um, talking basically about the whole thing is to discredit the person making the claim, not necessarily even to right. discredit their claim, to make it just so that they seem insane. Right. Or that the idea of having a conspiracy in in effect is insane on its own, that anyone can suspect a conspiracy means that they're insane. Right, right. Yes. And that, I think, is if there was ever a plot to make that the case, I think it succeeded because yeah. now – when conspiracy theory, when that phrase comes up, people automatically go to Alex Jones, Fox News, and just assume that because that word's involved, it's nonsense. Yeah. Which uh, I think this this documentary kind of tackles that idea. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It does tackle that idea. It, I mean, it. Uh, it's just funny because it's like the whole idea that like sci-fi movies and video games are to prepare us for a war with aliens it's like i know mm, yeah spoiler that's what armada's about it seems almost too much like what's that shitty movie that uh adam sandler made where they're fighting aliens from outer space using uh like video games oh i didn't that's a ripoff of, it. it's a yeah. ripoff of a uh Futurama episode where Fry does the same thing, where they fight space invaders by yeah. playing the game Space Invaders. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but I yeah. know what movie you're talking about, and yeah. I remember everyone hated it. Yeah, it was really horrible. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler movie of the last five years, so yeah, you can imagine. You can put it together. Uh, what is that noise? <laughs> oh, boy. are the aliens invading right now? Every time my my every time the lights flicker and stuff and like something gets fucked up I think of that scene in American Horror Story in Asylum where the aliens come and the lights get all fucked up and it's like oh yeah. <laughs> they're coming for me <laughs> how about Watch that out. story Leanne Tooker told us after the last time we recorded which she did not <gasps> bother to bring up on the episode <laughs> that was so eerie what where she and her father oh were God. texting back and forth and they texted like they have this like inside joke that involves the, the name the country named Libya. Yes. So they and her dad accidentally texted her once, "I love you," or he was going to write, "I love you," and he accidentally wrote Libya yeah. instead of "love you." And so from then on, they would just say at the end of a conversation, they would say, "All right, Libya." Yeah. And that <laughs> happened, but then her she sent back a response that I think was also like 
a country name or something. I she said that they were specifically one time having a conversation about something on the news. Right. And at the end of it, they said Libya or something. And she said that the screen on her phone <laughs> just went into pixelated lines, like scrolling down the screen. It had a reaction right. that she's never seen her. She, her phone committed an action. It's weird right. to say that a phone like committed a wave an form, action. Like a waveform. Yeah, yeah. There was just a, like, it was like a lockdown and got into some kind of repair mode or something that looked like a repair mode, a control panel thing, take over and just emit this. Yeah. And then it just came back. And then, yeah, it went life. to black and then it came back up again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. you're, you're being watched. Yeah, the now. NSA is that on that phone right in. now. Yeah, yeah. They, they just plugged into that. Have you seen The Wire? That's what yes. happened to you just now. Mm. Yeah, you just got plugged into it. So that was sort of a tangent, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. shout out to Leanne Tooker. That was a great story. You should have oh, shared it on the podcast. So eerie. Creeped me the <laughs> frick out. Yeah. So this documentary starts talking with the Robertson panel, which was a thing that happened in 1952. <laughs> When there were a lot of UFO reports, because that was like the Roswell days and whatnot. And somehow this panel concludes that there's no validity to these reports. But nevertheless, the government has to start making an effort to debunk people who report things of this nature. Yeah, basically they're... they're takeaways were that they had to reduce uh, public interest in aliens or flying aircraft right. of any kind. And so that they were said, oh, we don't want, you know, like the air defense systems being swamped with reports, critical right. times. <laughs> we don't want to get too many calls in here because that would be bad. Yeah. Then our phone lines are jammed. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. That seems like kind of a, a small concern to create a panel about. Right. Yeah. And it it seems to come up all throughout this documentary, the idea that is the government using technology to hide the fact that aliens are here or are they using like this alien hoax yeah. to hide the technology that they're developing? It, it seems like it's kind of a combination of all of it Doesn't from it? this documentary. It's quite confusing about yeah. what is really going on. Because, yeah, on the one hand, they're like, we want to get the public disinterested in aliens. And it's like, well, a way to keep the public disinterested in aliens would be to not intervene when people make reports of aliens, to right. ignore them, right? That would be one way to, yeah. to not give people credit or to have people not make statements about aliens at all. Right. That's a good way to not form panels about it, to not form give it any... panels that end up with them forming departments with people that go yeah. out. Because this Richard Doty guy couldn't have been the only one. No. I mean... Yeah, it seems like if it's just a psychological effect, it's like, can you imagine how many people who are just, you know, paranoid or whatever, or have nightmares or dreams, how many people will probably go to doctors or hospitals and say, Donald Trump's trying to kill me? Or oh, such yeah, and for such sure. a person in government is trying to kill me, or is following me, or I saw them, or I know this thing about them. They don't form panels about that. They're just right. like, oh yeah, there's a certain amount of insane people in the world, and they'll say certain things about people who are high-profile figures. Yeah. But this is beyond. Yeah. Like, this is this is the government almost going in reverse. Yes. And going after smaller profile figures while they're still small enough that they can kind yeah. of fuck with them right away. Yeah. And the one of the the main cases that comes up is Paul Benowitz. Mm -hmm. He's one of the first interactions between this Richard Doty and a member of the general public that they profile. And Benowitz, he's living somewhere near the Manzano Mountains in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. 
and he says he sees lights come up from the ground and disappear behind a mountain. Which, if you look at all of the old, like, 80s, 90s UFO videos, they look like drones in a lot of cases. They do, and they're often over mountains or over aerial shots. You think, right. I always think of that X-Files poster, I Want to Believe, where they show it in the yeah. sky above that. And it is funny how, the thing that I love about alien history, and in general, why I think it's so interesting about what it says about people, whether you believe it or not, is the sort of trends that come with alien culture. And the yeah. way people reinterpret it over time. You know, in the 50s, Nordics. Right. People were obsessed with the Nordic race. was the thing you heard about all the time. These tall, elegant aliens yeah. that almost looked like Nazis. I think at that we point. We had just it, defeated. <laughs> I think at that point it was America hoping it was that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Please, an influx of white people. Yeah. Beautiful That's white people. All we people. want. Yes. Beautiful. Androgynous. Anyone can the get The greatest them. generation. Yeah. And uh, and also, but then it's funny because in the in the eighties, you get to hear more people talk about reptilians, which are sort of right. dangerous and evil. And it's funny you think of the eighties, crazy conservatism, heavy metal, satanic panics. Yeah, and then you get this lizard-like creature that's an alien, that's an invading right. force. That's much more evil, violent, dark. And then the nineties, what is it? Grace, they got big skulls, man, because they're forward thinking, because <laughs> ecstasy and, you know, the internet is going to connect everybody. Yeah. And environmentalism and peace. And it became like not totally benevolent, but sort of more, you know, right. forward thinking, I guess. Or like they look p- like the next stage of evolution of a human, you know, with a bigger head, bigger eyes and all that shit. Yeah. It, it became a thing, I think, around the, the late 90s, early 2000s, where we would talk about aliens landing and how we would probably be the aggressors and, oh, we wouldn't even hear them out. And it's like, should we? Like, should we maybe just shoot them right away? Yeah, if you can. <laughs> if, you can if you can isolate and kill this, do yeah. it. Yeah, at do least it. shoot one to show them what we're working with. Because maybe yeah. they have no weapons yeah. and they'll just throw their hands up. Maybe they've never, never even heard of physical aggression. Have you ever looked into David Icke at yes. all? Yes. Oh, I've watched many, many, many. Oh, <laughs> Because he's like, oh the, my god, he's like almost kind of the father of that reptilian yes. conspiracy. Yeah, he is, and um, he, a lot of the things that he said, I think, gave way to a lot of the interest in uh, serpent culture, in uh, serpent trends in ancient architecture. Oh, and people, really? People looking at snake cults and reptilian reptilian type of beings in worldwide religions, and how ubiquitous it is, and what kind of characteristics those creatures have, and how that could be a model for that yeah so yeah i love david i always say that he sounds like michael Caine mixed with uh, alex jones yeah these people are bloody they're bloody murderers he's kind they're of refreshing murderers. he's kind of refreshing as far as conspiracy yes. theorists go yes and he's oh my god you see his audiences yeah dude i would love to have an audience that big yeah for two hours and then just slideshows shitty little jokes on slideshows and they're like <laughs> oh my god it's like it's like a picture of like eighty white sheep with one black sheep, and it's like why blend in when you can stand out? And he's like exactly <laughs> right, and they're all like, oh my god, this is so brilliant! And I was like, that's not even a good joke. Yeah, he's like a rock that's star. How, that's how MI six is discrediting him. Yeah. they're like, we'll write your jokes for you. Don't worry about oh it. Oh my god. Well, his son got offered a big football contract in the UK. His son's a football. Oh player. really? Yeah. And, well, he uh, he used to be also. Yes, yeah. he was a goalie, and um, I know exactly what position. <laughs> <laughs> I played professionally. Uh, kill me. Um, 
but his son was told by the team, you have to discredit your father or you have to publicly say that you don't agree with what he agrees with. And he refused to do it. So he dropped the contract. He wouldn't take it. Good for him. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, they were like, you have to, because his whole family is in it. I mean, his whole right. family is involved, so. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. He was just, he was such a normal dude. Yes. Like he was just a BBC sports host yeah. and then all of a sudden came out with this theory and it's like, ugh. Well, he first thought he was Jesus. Right. I do remember yeah. that. that. Because the, the mm. one of the aliens told him. Yes. That he was basically sent a messianic back figure. to Earth. Yeah. 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 Oh, good times. We oh. did, everyone should check out, we did an episode about David Icke. Oh, I love him. A few months I ago. I think he's he's so fascinating. And yeah. yeah, a lot of the stuff, if you're interested in anything with the Anunnaki, any of that Sumerians, right. ancient alien stuff, he's kind of the basis of a lot of that stuff. Or if you, the Illuminati in your world order, if you think that, I think he has a video called Satanic, uh, Satan, Satanist Pedophiles Run the World. <laughs> That'd be a good album name. Yes. That's got to be coming at some point. Yeah. So let's talk about Paul Benowitz. He was one of the victims of Richard Doty that's profiled in this. And he sees all these lights. He runs this company called Thunder Scientific Corporation, which is his company. And he's described as a genius. And he figures out a way to basically, he starts intercepting radio signals or something coming from this base mm-hmm. and they're apparently unlike anything his science brain has ever heard so he yeah. contacts the air force mm-hmm. and says i think there are ufos operating near your base yes and enter richard Doty. he shows up and listens to these recordings and he's like well what he's actually picking up is secret shit we're working on mm-hmm. at this air force base so we're just going to tell him it's ufos yeah yeah, <laughs> that was there. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awful, and it's kind of almost tied into the MK Ultra stuff we were talking about uh, the other week. Because um, one of the things, if you read about uh, Benowitz, was that um, ufologist William Moore claims that he tried to push Benowitz, who had been in a mental health facility on three occasions after suffering severe delusional paranoia, into a mental breakdown by feeding him false information about aliens. Yeah. So. Yeah, this yeah. guy eventually gets institutionalized very, because no one believes him. Yeah, I think there's the thing of starting out in a fragile state and when people are fucking with you. Right. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. And um, it's the kind of thing that could really unsettle you. And then it, the thing that's funnier to me is the experience of being a deluded paranoid, if that's what he was, I don't know, uh, to be put into a facility just seems like the worst right. solution of that, doesn't it? Yeah, especially when... Wouldn't that just amplify your feelings of being persecuted? Oh, yeah, absolutely. uh, (laughs) And especially when the government is involved in this and they know it's happening to this dude. And Richard Doty does at one point say, look, I sat him down and was like, look, man, everything I've told you is a lie. Like, we were feeding you false information so we could, like, put you off the track of this real thing that we were doing. And ben- how can you even believe that? Right. And that's what be- Benowitz believe is like. Me, I don't I'm believe I'm a liar. You. Believe me, I'm a liar. Yeah. Believe me, I never tell the truth. Believe me. <laughs> I just spout lies all the time. Don't believe a damn thing I say. And that was basically what? Paul Benowitz's re- response was, don't try and fucking tell me you're lying now. Like, yeah. I, I know the alien stuff is real. And that you're just like, because he never like completely believed this guy. No. Yeah. But he believed him just enough that he would put, he would get this UFO information and then share it with the world. Mm-hmm. And everyone would be like, what? 
that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. They at one point they uh, he goes up to the Archuleta Mesa, mm-hmm. which is a section of mountain in Albuquerque or in I think in just in New Mexico. I don't think that part's in Albuquerque. And like they were talking about how before he they flew him up there, they like spread a bunch of false evidence. Yeah. To make it look like there was alien activity and that he needed to research it. Like, that's so much effort. It's so bonkers. But it's funny because it's like, when I think of people spreading false evidence, one of the things that's amazing that I've never heard of this on a small scale, not related to this exactly. Do you know that the birthright trip will actually uh, plant Israeli or Jewish um ancient items in areas where they'll bring kids for digs so that they think that they find ancient Israeli or ancient Jewish coins or pieces (laughs) of bits of shit. So, But what that does is it creates a false idea in their brain that this is a Jewish area that's always been Jewish and that Jewish people have lived here for thousands of years. What do you mean? (laughs) It could be anything else. You're crazy. But they plant false archaeological stuff on quote-unquote digs for their participants to cement the idea in their mind that uh, it's their birthright. Yeah. It's their birthright. And then our government did that to this guy. As if we have a birthright to anything. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) as if anyone has a birthright to anything except original sin. (laughs) Right? Except the mark of Cain. (laughs) So, yeah, they did that to this guy. They they fly him up there because he had he had gone out there, I think, by himself at one point Mm -hmm. to investigate. And this is when he he took a, a bunch of pictures he thought he he said he saw lights emanating from the ground, and at one point, Dodie looks at these pictures, and he's straight up in this documentary because he who knows if he's ever telling the truth. Yeah, he goes, I looked at a, I looked at one of them, and yeah, it looked like those were UFOs, but the second one was just a top secret government project that he'd gotten pictures of. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, like that that. Like so now they have him getting actual radio signals and pictures of things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So they really swing into overdrive yes. trying to discredit this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or get people off get people to stop listening to him. Right. Yeah. And part of that they they take him up to the have you ever heard of the Dulce base? Yes. Is that the one where the guy claims there's this I can't remember this fellow's name. It was this big dude at the flat top, and he was talking about, he's like, oh, it was a Dulce base, and I saw aliens, and they killed people, and they had aliens underground, and they were working with all these army officers, and I had to escape, and me and these other soldiers. Like, he said that he and a couple of other guys he was working with, like, went into the space not knowing what it was as military members, and then saw alien stuff going on underground. Right. And then there was a shootout? Yeah, the the story is that... We struck a deal with this group of aliens in the fifties. In the fifties, with Eisenhower, or in the seventies, or, or no, they struck the deal in the fifties. In the seventies is, I believe, when they built this base. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's an underground base that goes like nine levels down, yes. and apparently on the ninth, like eighth or ninth level, whatever the bottom one is, mm-hmm. is all this crazy alien experimentation where yeah. they're experimenting on humans, basically. Mm-hmm. And the story is that we found out that they were taking their experiments beyond what we agreed to in this deal. And we decided to raid this facility and like 77 Marines died in this shootout. And obviously that's not a confirmed story. 
No, it sounded a bit theatrical, to be true. It would be a great movie. But I remember there was, yeah, I remember cause watching things about uh, the supposed deal that Eisenhower struck with these aliens, and it would be sort of an agreement that aliens could abduct humans on a limited basis, and only these certain people or whatever, but that after that point... The aliens had never intended to keep to that plan and never kept to it and still kept abducting more people than they said they would or experimenting on them. And then started taking kids in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. My thing about the whole stuff with alien experimentation is I don't know how much sense it makes scientifically that these things are super advanced beings, can fly across galaxies, bend rules of space and time. But that the basic human anatomy is so fascinating to them. They need to spend 60 years experimenting on it. It's like... It's not that complicated. You know the theory I've... I've <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that seem weird? It, it does. But the theory I've always heard in like for that argument yeah. is that they don't understand the soul. Ugh. And they need to understand so how a soul gross. works. So gross. That's like fucking like the end of a like God <laughs> friended me or Christian Mingle the movie or something. Yeah. Uh, that's like how I hate when robots want to learn to love. It's like my most hated thing about robot movies. And they're like, I must learn to love. And I was like, you're better than humans because you don't (laughs) love. It makes you better. It's so stupid. It's like if me, if I was like, wanted to learn how to be like a dog, like uncontrollable around trash or something. (laughs) Like, I just want to understand how I can totally lose control around trash like a dog. It's like, no, you're better than a dog. Why would you want (laughs) to emulate a dog's feelings? It's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah. The uh, we were just talking about like the ca- cattle mutilations and things, yeah. and that comes up in a really interesting way mm-hmm. here, and in a way that I kind of buy. Uh, they at one point they introduced this other. He's a highway uh, patrolman. What the hell is his name? He's in the notes. God damn it! A highway patrolman. A highwayman. Yeah, he's a highwayman. <laughs> he's a highwayman. He's an 18th century highwayman. He carries a pist- a pistolier on his garter. Oh, his name is Gabe Valdez. Okay. And he talks about seeing... Hispanic the- descent. Do we trust him? <laughs> <laughs> Great point. No. Uh, Trump's America. Uh, <laughs> they, he talks about being a highway patrolman in Dulce, New Mexico, and seeing these lights. And he brings up... In- one of I think the best points when it comes to whether these would be aliens or uh, a government thing, mm-hmm. he says they they were covered in lights, and he goes, "Why would they need lights if they were in space? Like you're not going to need light guidance in space. Why would it's you true. put lights on your ship if you're building it in space?" Yeah, yeah, the whole notion of that. I never really think about that, but they. Yeah. Was, but what's hilarious too is like the way lights are described and whenever anyone talks about aliens they'll be like oh it was like they were putting on a show for me right you heard that a lot yeah they'll be like it was like they were putting on a show for me they green and red and blue and they were dancing in certain patterns and stuff and you have to wonder it's like as a tracking device that doesn't make a lot of sense as a communication method right that could make more sense yeah if it was literally sending messages through patterns of lights yeah to each other communications but and not really. But the way he describes this light, he says he was following one and it just mm-hmm. like flew over him. Yeah. And it sounds like a drone. Like it sounds like they were seeing like early versions of drones and the government didn't want us to know about those. Yeah. But they bring up the cattle mutilation and the way it's presented in this part of the documentary 
There was a a program at one point called Pro Project Plowshare, mm-hmm. which was the government, and this it's a real thing. We know this happened. They tried to use underground nuclear detonations to free natural resources yeah. from parts of the earth where we couldn't get to them. Yes, I do know that. And they were trying that a lot in Russia as well to get certain things out. And yeah. Like build a, you know railroads and shit through mountains. They're like, yeah. blow up nukes. And the argument that is made here as far as what is actually being covered up is that. Mm-hmm. And that these cattle mutilations are just scientists trying to gauge the impact of all that radiation on living things makes total sense and that's why they take the thyroid the udder and the tongue because they're just trying to gauge radioactivity and then they kind of what what they imply is that we also literally have these black helicopters that have a bunch of lights on them that don't make a bunch of noise and their main purpose is to fly around up there and pretend to be ufos so when people find these mutilated cattle, they'll go oh shit another ufo like there's there's yeah. someone who like basically admits to being a pilot and he's like we just fly around and pretend to be UFOs. Which that be all you can be man, right? Exactly. Can you imagine going to join the military? I want to fight for freedom by pretending to be a UFO yeah. to confuse people in New Mexico. To confuse irradiated New Mexicans. Yeah. And but that's the kind of shit the government gets into. Is like have you seen Wormwood? Yes. The documentary? Yeah. Where for that whole thing, it seems like it's going to be the government covering up the fact that they basically murdered a guy with LSD. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the end and they're like, no, we admit that because what it seems like they were maybe actually hiding was that this guy was going to blow the whistle about us using chemical weapons in the Korean War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, we'll take a body over fucking human rights abuse accusations oh yeah we don't, yeah we don't want to go to the geneva conventions after you after you've seen what happened to the nazis you're like no right thanks. or i mean saddam hussein i mean he yeah. paid the ultimate <laughs> price for using that shit um yeah or mussolini same thing used chemical weapons and right. it was like yeah after world war one we pretty much agreed not gonna do that yeah bad times yeah and like this seems like a similar kind of thing where they're fine with People believing the crazier story, which is that UFOs are coming down and beaming horse or beaming cattle up and yeah. taking their udder and their tongue and their thyroid and then dropping them back to Earth. Yeah, they're fine letting us think that and have that out there. Mm-hmm. But it's all like the the reality they're hiding is worse that yeah. they just basically irradiated this entire portion of the country mm-hmm. trying to get oil out of the ground. And now we don't know maybe if it's safe to live there yes. anymore. The other hilarious thing to think about any alien kind of conspiracy, too, is wouldn't it be amazing if there were just maybe men who worked in government who had a sick fascination with abducting people and torturing them? And that yeah. it's much better to uh, present the idea that people have psychotic alien theories than maybe some sick fox working government who like to murder and abduct people. Yeah, <laughs> it could you be know? that. I've, I've always kind of wondered what like sometimes or if you had a with- loose serial killer in area or something and you're like the police are like oh we bungled an investigation or we don't know what's going on with right. it wouldn't it be better to just make it smear that that person is an alien crazy person and i sometimes know, wonder if like spread misinformation about stuff like that yeah, yeah like i i sometimes feel like there's some aspect of the like modern day american serial killer that has to have started with like a government intelligence program or something mm-hmm. like the like 
it just, I don't know, the way it sprung up and the way it was studied when it all started happening, it just, everything feels like a government experiment to me now mm-hmm. since I've done this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of things that uh, since you start to look at conspiracy stuff, you definitely look at a lot of things very, very differently. And you start right. to uh, like, I can't look at George H.W. Bush the same way again. Can you? No, no. Like, no. He's been at every fucking historical event. He was there in some shady way. Do you ever hear the theories that his wife is the daughter of Alistair Crowley, that Barbara Bush is the daughter of Alistair Crowley? I don't think I have. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Gotta look into it. Basically, her mother was in England hanging out with people who knew Alistair Crowley around the time that she was conceived. And um, she looks like him. Yeah, that she does. Yeah, it's creepy as hell. Oh, that's probably true. she kept a fetus in a jar. She had miscarried and kept a fetus in a jar in the library. George W. Bush is on in in an interview talking about how his mother, when he was a teenager, showed him this fetus in a jar and made him look at it. My God. Yeah, weird shit like that. He's like, yeah, she's just a direct person. You know, she showed me a fetus in a jar. And they ask her about it like 60 <laughs> minutes. And they're like, oh, I don't whatever. Think direct is the word for that. Yes, he takes it as she's very direct. <laughs> what? And then in 60 minutes, they ask her something about it. And they poo poo. You know what they say? But they're like, oh, it's not in the library. <laughs> that's a totally lie. My... That's, oh, that's a lie. It's not in the library at all. Those are my like... favorite kind of denials where they're like, yeah, it's not in the library. Next question. <laughs> What? Where is it? I love denying the least creepy part of the story. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they they talk a lot about cattle mutilation. That part, I think, is really interesting. They introduce a woman named Linda Moulton Howe, who, for some reason, just the degree to which her hat and her earrings and her top matched made her seem a little incredible to me. Otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't exactly know. She seemed like she had been driven a little crazy by the government. Yes, and I mean, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Because they they do the same thing to her, basically, which is they, they go to her and because she was doing this HBO documentary called Strange Harvest. Oh, yes, I've heard of that, yeah. And when they found out she was making that, they basically sent... Richard Doty, once again, to her to to be like, hey, well, I have some other information if you want it. And you can't write it down. You can't take any notes, but you can read this. And he slides this thing across the table that basically implies that the alien issue has been solved and that we know that they developed Homo sapiens by manipulating the DNA of already living animals on Earth. Yes. And... It becomes like one of the most debated fucking documents of all time. Mm -hmm. And they were just doing it to fuck with her. Yeah. And there was he even says there's some truth in it, but you'll Mm -hmm. never know how much. It's also it's an incredibly good tactic to give someone information that you can then just roundly deny that you ever gave them. Right. Yeah, and they It's pretty tremendous. That's the thing it's we you talk about so much about, you know, the Trump stuff and they were talking I remember reading an article that disturbed me. I've not I've really uh created a barrier between myself and information about the Trump administration sure. as a way to safeguard my own sanity. Right. That to not makes expose sense. myself to that virus of rage cuz it's just yeah. It's almost like this, where it's like you get a piece of it, they hook you in with a little bit of it, and then you'll drive yourself insane thinking about the implications. Right. Uh, but Jared Cush, Jared, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the son-in-law Jared was having all these meetings with Chinese people, people from the government of China, having oh, secret nice. meetings, having secret meetings with nobody there, so no one could say what was said. 
so oh, that it could not exist on record. What, 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 who had agreed to what or what people yeah. thought. And it's like, God fucking damn it. They're like all this stuff about diplomacy. It's like they were not following any rules of diplomacy whatsoever. Right. And it's really horrible. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you don't want to have meetings where you can't verify what people said in the meeting. Yeah. It's a bad look. It makes people suspicious. Yes. Creates a lot of uh, he said she said right. I mean, you almost you almost start to be grateful for Nixon for recording everything. That's true. Yeah, you know. And I I wonder if he recorded his meetings in China. I'm sure that wouldn't have flown. Um, you know what? With him, I would not be surprised if there were if he was wired. Yeah, wired in some way during those. Ah, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. In retrospect, Richard Nixon, man. Well, he started the war on drugs, though, so no. that that's bad. No, but him and Johnson, what they might they recorded themselves. They've given some real gems to history. I really got to get oh, yeah. them. Oh, the, my God. The recording of Lyndon Johnson ordering, ordering pants. pants. Oh, my God. He talks about his uh, bunghole. Yes. Oh, my God. It's really great. He talks about all the ball space he needs. Oh, he needs so much ball space for Jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> his penis Jumbo. But no, I was going to say with this, so it's like... Um, yeah, that's basically, well, I mean, it's it's to be understood whenever you're talking about the government. The government has no issue with driving anyone insane that they want. They don't care right. if anyone goes insane. They don't care. And they don't deny that they don't care if anyone goes insane as a result of what they do. Yeah, our government is pretty oppressive. Mm-hmm. It's just really good at it and like good at keeping it a secret, at least as it pertains to white people. Like we all know how oppressive the government is to people of color. That's fucking obvious. Yes. But white people, too. <laughs> hashtag us, too. Yeah. I don't think that's how that hashtag works. No. <laughs> uh, so they introduce Richard Dolan at one point. He's a UFO historian who mm-hmm. says that the Freedom of Information Act is a thing that kind of compelled the government to start really focusing on having a misinformation campaign around UFOs. Yeah. Because UFOs, like things were starting to sort of leak uh, because all of the, like that's the time, like around the time of the church committee, which yeah. fa- like yeah, I was investigated say, a lot MK of, Ultra and A lot all of that committees shit. came out during that time and about what the government was up to and the extent of the CIA's operations and yeah. the church committee. And, um, and then the 80s, obviously, we had Iran-Contra, which was really yeah. rough. And the savings and loan scandals and a lot of stuff like that. And then also, I mean, there was a lot of... The 70s were a strange time for uh, scandals in government, not just Watergate, but also uh, Pages in Washington. They were investigating for trafficking male prostitutes through certain areas of D.C. Oh. And then in the 80s, there was also people were... It was on um, like the nightly news. There were people who were claiming that uh, underage boys were being trafficked into the H.W. Bush White House. Jeez. That, that uh, underage boys claimed that they had been taken there by yeah. uh, men in government and stuff like that. So, yeah, 80s were a big time. And then and now um, when boys claim that, we go, shut up, you InfoWars piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're like, go back to Alex Jones. You weren't trafficked anywhere. Uh, my, my favorite conspiracy along that line, or it's not even a conspiracy, but there's a girl on Twitter who's very adamant that she was sex trafficked to a party and raped by Tom Hanks. Yes, I've heard this. <laughs> and... Yeah. We're not even going to look into it a little bit? No, no. <laughs> like, that's insane. No. Or uh, Jeffrey, uh, oh, God, who's the name of that billionaire who was hanging out with Bill Clinton with uh, an egg-shaped cock who uh, was trafficking underage girls and went to jail? Is it, it's Katz. Katz? I don't want to. It's just some guy named Jeff. It's not Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> that's a different guy. Not him. Uh, yeah. Just search Jeffrey Bill Clinton 
sex trafficking. <laughs> yeah, so there's lots of lots of uh, statements like that. And uh, yeah, also the 80s is when they exposed a lot of um, stuff with spies. A lot of spy stuff got exposed back then about spy rings and how uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's a registered sex vendor, American financier, and uh, yeah, he made a ton of money for the Clintons, and they used to fly on his private jet all the time. And he was arrested for uh, getting underage girls to do sex stuff with him, 16, 15-year-old girls, hire them. Right. And they identified him because he has an egg-shaped cock. That's amazing. They said this under oath. They were like, I know it's him. I can tell you exactly what kind of weird dick he has, kind of like with the Michael Jackson thing. Right. Where they were like, yeah, he's got a weird dick, and they talked about his weird dick. Yeah, the thing about the... Don't have a weird dick if you're going to commit sex crimes, by the way. I remember... Have a normal dick. I remember Trump hanging out with that guy also came up during the campaign. And there's even a weird clip where Trump says something about that guy. And he's like, I think we like the same kind of women. He likes them a little younger. I do too. Fucking hell. And it's like in retrospect, holy shit, what a statement. But... I a lot of people were like, well, why isn't the Clinton campaign hitting on the fact that Trump hung out with this guy so much? They hung out with him. And it's like, oh, because Bill Clinton hung out with this guy. Yeah, it's on and too. Hillary Clinton did. Yeah. Too. Yeah, both of them. Um, yeah, so and then uh, the spy networks, I was talking about this on my profiles. Uh, you know, a lot of spy networks were found out. And I think it was just in general decreasing the public's trust and our ability to keep secrets. Right. Because we had, you know, there was just quotes from the Secretary of the Navy under Reagan would just say, like, yeah, uh, this guy was a spy. He Over a million encrypted messages, like your average spy would be selling to Russia. Over, like, 30 years. People had 30-year spy careers working yeah. for the USSR. So it's like, uh, you guys yeah. aren't good at keeping things under wraps, are you? Not no. Really. Not no. like... They're like, Kmart has better security than the Navy. That's one of these guys with a 30-year spy <laughs> from the Navy. He's like, Kmart's got better security than the Navy. He's like, how would I do it? Because you people don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't know how to keep right. anything in fucking secret. Yeah. I wonder if we, we've we kind of forced that on the military, like, through our protests in our... Like, would it be better if we just could go back, like, go back in time when we just believe everything the government says? And it's like, yeah. okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it, the things we found out about the government are so fucking shocking. Like, especially things they did in the 60s and 70s. And for it to have somehow turned into this climate where if you say anything like imply anything weird about the government doing shit in secret yeah it's immediately dismissed as no like that like you're a conspiracy theorist yeah that's a that's a bridge too far yeah they'll poison us they'll send us to wars for no reason but they would never lie right. to us about aliens yeah what you're wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny to me because I was thinking about this of why uh, in particular, I, don't know, I was thinking about anarchists. Why in particular has, did Italy create so many anarchists was the thought that I had. And then I was looking at it. And Italy was always, always historically been one of the most divided and most corrupt countries right. in terms of government. It's so corrupt. And I think corruption has – they've done effects on it, corruption, the psychological effects that it has. And I think it actually has a very far-reaching effects when people do start to believe they're being lied to, they're being ruled by hypocrites, they're being ruled under a corrupt system. It affects people in a way that is not regular and creates very all kinds of strains of aberrant right. behavior that you can't control. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. a lot of it. Yeah, they they bring up I always forget that the Roswell incident for decades we just forgot like that just it was news the couple days after it happened. Yeah. And then it took all of this Freedom of Information Act shit for us to realize that that might have been a real thing. 
Yeah, the 90s when, uh, yeah, the 90s, once that hit and the Freedom of Information Act. I yeah. think also uh, Ruby Ridge and um, Waco and stuff, I think also push public opinion against the government even more so. Right. And want to ask even more questions about what the government was doing and stuff like that. And yeah. Events like Tiananmen Square and stuff, I think, did rile more of a sense of people of to take on the government or take on these assumptions. Right. Yeah, they, they bring up William Moore. In this, he's the guy who wrote like the book about the yeah. Roswell incident, and goddamn Richard Doty is involved in this too. So, like, all of the really big alien stories that we know of, Richard Doty is somehow there, yeah, feeding information to people. Like, do conspiracy theorists not talk? Yeah, oh, who showed up? Oh, yeah, it was this guy, Richard, and he doesn't like. Put on a fake mustache, pretend to be somebody else. No, he shows He's up. He's the same fucking dude yeah. every time. He shows up and dude. introduces himself as Richard Hi, Doty. I'm Richard Doty. My actual birth name. Here's my social security <laughs> number. Would you like to see pictures of my wife and kids? I'm a liar. You can talk to anyone. It's like yeah, and what? like in the in the case of the the Paul Benowitz case, like they brought up at one point, he was firing off letters to the government. Yeah. Like saying, hey, I have all of this UFO information that the Air Force is really keen on. Yeah. Uh, don't you want to look into it? And they're like, we don't give a fuck. And meanwhile, the Air Force is going to him like, hey, we really care about this. Make sure you stay on it. Like, yeah, it, it seemed like it got to a point where they were just it kind of it got it went overboard, I think, with them trying to discredit this guy. Yeah. Well, certain agents have certain certain agencies have different agendas or yeah. what they think is important for that agency. I think it also really demonstrates how uh, disjointed agencies are in government. Whenever you get to study anything about nine eleven or uh, aliens or stuff like that, you realize these these agencies are not as interconnected as you would have thought, right? Yeah, especially with nine eleven, FBI and CIA, they don't like each other. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, that is always it's like they're almost competition. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And that is a big part of what caused 9-11. Yeah. They were just like, we have the information, but we're not going to share it with you. We want to crack the case. Yeah. We want to be Dick Tracy. nobody cracked the case. Mm-mm. So one of the things that comes up is the Holloman Air Force Base incident. And this is a tactic that they talk about in this documentary a lot, where Richard Doty or someone tied to the government in some way will find out that a movie or a documentary is being made. And they'll promise like vital information in the case of the Holloman air force base thing. It was a video Mm -hmm. that was alleged to have shown an alien landing on the tarmac, like exchanging information with someone and then taking off again. And this guy making this movie swears he saw the video Mm -hmm. and the entire time he's making this movie called UFOs past, present and future. The government's like, I believe it was Richard Doty again was like, yeah, here's the video, you've seen it, and now we're going to let you put it in this movie. And it yeah. gets to the like last minute, and they confiscate the movie and go, no, you can't. So now he has to just do an animation in his movie, and everyone who watches it is going to go, you fucking liar. Like, yeah. just show us the video. Exactly. And it's, I, I just, I, I wonder how many times that has happened. Like, my favorite I don't even know how full-blown of a conspiracy theory it is, but Mm -hmm. there's a found footage movie called UFO Abduction or Alien Abduction, Mm -hmm. and it's basically the first found footage movie. Oh, wow. And it is shockingly boring. Oh, Oh, no, I'm thinking of the alien autopsy. (laughs) No, this uh, alien abduction, I believe it's on YouTube. You can go watch it if 
me and Andy Sell ever get to putting out episodes of the horror movie podcast, uh, there's a whole episode about it. Mm -hmm. But this movie, if you watch it, it's just footage of a girl's birthday party for the longest time. Yeah. And hold on one second. Is it called UFO Abduction? Why can't I find it? Yeah, God damn it. I can't think of the name of the movie. But it's it's this found footage movie. It's just footage of a girl's birthday party. And at the end, aliens walk in and the camera goes blank. And one of the theories around this movie is that it was not a movie and that it was actually footage of an alien abduction happening. But when it got leaked, the government somehow intervened and turned it into hey, this is just a new way of making films. And it like it's the first found footage horror movie for all intents and purposes. And Aliens Crash Birthday Party, Roswell 2012? Is that the one? The McPherson tapes? Yes, the McPherson tapes. That's what it's called. But it's also, it's got like an alternate title, which is yeah. like UFO abduction or something. But it's, yeah, McPherson tape. I was going to look it up. My and God. Yeah, it is funny how it's... Um, it's kind of convenient for Hollywood people that, uh, or for the government rather, that Hollywood just uh, just adopts a lot of these things and puts them into fiction. Right. And then it's impossible to say whether you're thinking that because you've watched a movie. Yeah. And that comes up in the documentary too, where yeah. they'll, they'll just say, you've seen too many movies. Exactly. How many people said, thought that they were possessed after The Exorcist came out? Right. Yeah. There was uh, a lot. There's a found footage movie called Ghost Watch. Are you familiar with this? No. It, it happened in... It was borderline cruel. What they did, it was a BBC thing. On Halloween, they did, basically, they were pretending to be at this house that the occupants claimed was haunted. Mm. And instead of hiring actors, they just hired all the usual BBC on-air talent. Yeah. So it would be like seeing fucking Ryan Seacrest uh, hosting from a haunted house, and then everyone dies. Like, everyone gets murdered. And people thought it was real because they didn't really go out of their way to make it seem like it wasn't real. And it fucking traumatized people. They they refused to show it for like 20 years after that. Yeah, I remember there was definitely a BBC thing that they released that was about hauntings and that it caused a lot of widespread panic with people because they couldn't tell if it was real Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch, okay. Best ghost name in horror movie history. The ghost name is Mr. Pipes. See, I have a, such a harder time with ghosts. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm all for it. I just... To give me a fucking break. The afterlife is you hang around and shuffle objects around in a room. What the fuck is that? That'd be dope. No. I want to do that. No. Ridiculous. I hope this is still a studio 50 to 100 years from now when I finally die. Maybe 150 years from now. And I, I want to come back in and fucking bat some shit around. Yeah. When you look at this, it just says, alien abduction, official trailer, alien abduction trailer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, watch this again. There, yeah. There's a, there is a, at least a rumor surrounding that movie that it was actual footage of aliens and the government just hyped it up as a movie to yeah. throw us off the trail. It's possible, <laughs> I guess. So the rest of this documentary, I don't want to spoil the whole thing for everyone. Yeah. It ends talking about Majestic 12 and Project Serpo, which are two of Love the, the names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both great. Project Serpo is this theory that for like seven years, we sent, alien, or we sent astronauts to this planet called Serpo mm-hmm. uh, in like this exchange program with aliens that live there. And Majestic 12 is the code name for this alleged secret committee 
of scientists and military leaders and government officials that were formed by an executive order uh, by Harry Truman in 1947. And the rest of the documentary is mostly, I feel like they were trying to show how effective these efforts to, uh, to discredit UFO hunters have become because the rest of this documentary is alien experts either saying these documents are definitely real mm-hmm. or experts saying, no, this is all bullshit. And the re- like the entire end of the documentary is just a lot of that, yeah. where people are going back and forth about the validity of the documents that proved these things happened. And then Richard Doty will pop in every once in a while and go, eh? I don't know. Some of it's true. I know. It's mad. It's so maddening. It's one of those things that's really hard, because even like... Um, uh, Bo Dallas is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's great. Uh His brother's Bray Wyatt. I don't know if you've heard about that. So he's a wrestler and he was on Chris Jericho's podcast and he was talking about his whole thing with believing a lot of being really interested in conspiracies. And he was talking about this saying that they found an alien on the moon. Mona Lisa. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. What a piece of shit that thing looks like. Right. And you're like, oh, dude. Yeah. He so wants to believe. And it's just like, dude. (laughs) You can tell it's rubber. Yeah. Like it gets We've to a, never been to the moon. It's it's very hard because it's like you don't want to make your enemy the person who believes that the person in the rubber suit is real. Like they're not your enemy at the end of the day. It's right. it's really easy to attack that person. If you I'm saying for people who believe in a certain level of conspiracy, there is a very much a tendency to attack other people who believe in conspiracies that don't believe the same ones you do or don't oh, sure. can't see the very obvious facts. And it's like it's it's the most mentally challenging thing to not focus on that and get right. so negative about it. But yeah, and that. Ugh. So uh, I think people should go watch this. I like yes. I like this documentary a lot, and it, it if nothing else, it's it's really interesting insight into how our government actually operates mm-hmm. when it comes to shit like this. Yeah, or how would I mean when you look back on these things and you kind of get an idea of different kinds of it's really a window into the temperament of government in different decades, right? Or the temperament of different agencies, or you can kind of get a feel for what it is like to be in this, even if you don't believe all of these events. It's like, it gives you an idea of military, government, all that stuff, how yeah. that really would operate if something bad were happening. Just recently, I was watching a thing about, uh, you know, they say there's all these hidden sites on Antarctica. Right. Antarctica is the big focus of a lot of, um, you know, conspiracies, things about ancient aliens. And one of the things they were talking about is people who were taken out of the area who they said were very sick and there was like a rush emergency to remove them from the area before a certain time and they're talking about areas of a lake that they could have gotten access to that are about 13,000 years old haven't been exposed to air and stuff and it's like they could have exposed them to some sort of virus or sickness and they're trying to cover it up or an alien thing but it's like yeah, this is not a good if if the government had unknowingly exposed people to a 13,000 year old virus this is how they would handle it. They would oh, yeah, it for up, sure. and people would think it was aliens, but yeah, it could very well just be a virus. Yeah, and it's it's uh, another situation where if people thought it was aliens, the government would be like, good, yeah. We, yeah, keep thinking it's aliens and not just we're poisoning you. You think it's aliens. But at the same time, I do think aliens are a thing. I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't... It's, um, it, it feels like there's, I don't know, there's a little bit of truth in a lot of like that's kind of the thesis of this documentary is that there's even when they're trying to discredit people it's because the people they're trying to discredit have uncovered some degree of truth Mm -hmm. in what the government's doing yeah 
Well, in terms of believing, disbelieving aliens, anything like that, or alien conspiracies, when you look at it this way, all life on Earth comes from somewhere else. Right. So to say that life doesn't come from other places, it's like, oh, yes, it does. We know it does. Yeah. That's how life got to this planet. It didn't just spring out of nothing. It came from somewhere. Yeah. And with aliens, it's always like an argument that, like... I don't know. I feel like there's there's a thing where you can't really believe in God and believe in aliens. Mm. But like God could be an alien like that. We don't know what what our God actually is. It's the same as the yeah. simulation theory where people are like there's no God. We're living in a simulation. Well, the motherfucker running that simulation is your God. Yeah. Like you the, have it's, to try to realign what it means to believe in a God. Do you mean a creator? Do you mean someone who's controlling everything? Do you mean like an initial force of life? Do you mean that there's a spark that exists in all beings that is all connected? Right. I don't know. Yeah. And there's all these things of like our our minds just sort of our brains are receptors that we're getting sent signals to experience consciousness. Yeah. There's free electricity in the air. Yeah, there's weirder theories than yeah. than that. <laughs> can believe in. So that's our episode. We don't want to give away the entire documentary, no. but it's streaming. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for mm-hmm. free, or you yeah. can rent it on iTunes and all the other places. YouTube. I assume yeah. might even be on Netflix. I'm not sure. It's. I don't think it's on Netflix. It's on YouTube, which is funny because I didn't realize that YouTube gave you a cheaper standard definition option to watch things in if you rent them on YouTube, or you can get oh, it really? H- HD for another dollar. Yeah, Amazon does that too. I always get standard just because it weighs my internet connection down less. Yeah. Smaller file. Yeah. Uh, that was a good tangent we went on right there. Nice. Talking about definitions. Yeah, that was good. Talking about pixels. So this, I believe, is a free episode. So uh, patreon.com slash unpops. You can sign up. You get two bonus episodes of this every month and bonus episodes of all the other podcasts I host. It's a damn good deal, motherfuckers. Yeah. And you get all of our shows completely ad-free, except for ads like this that I just did and the one that Laura's going to do now. What do you have to plug? I am going to be at, uh, Jesus Christ, Mint on Card, comic book store at Burbank. Let me find these things. Jesus Christ. I'm going to be playing Hawk Girl on a show coming up. Cosplay comedy, Black Hat Comics, which I believe is in Burbank, right? Ooh. And that's going to be on the 13th. I'm going to be doing comedy as Hawk Girl, which should be interesting because I love Hawk Girl. Not Hot Girl, Hawk. 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 Hawk Girl. And, um, and check out Profiles and Eccentricity. We just got all, well, at least I just like to put them up as audio plus like a still image, but all 43 episodes are up on YouTube if you like to oh, nice. podcast on YouTube. And we're breaking them down so you can just listen to the individual stories because some of the episodes is like the guys do like three stories. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we're yeah. breaking those down. Just want to listen to, like we have playlists, you know, so if you're like, man, I just want to listen to Aaron's stories. Just Aaron right. and Peta. And who, who among us hasn't been there? Who hasn't just wanted to binge on some Peta? Going about your day. Yeah. You want to hear from old Pistol Pita. Yeah, yeah. You want to, you got a little tub of hummus? You want to... <laughs> so go do that. Yeah, go do it. Try All it right. out. <laughs> Something about piss. <laughs> you piss enthusiasts, you high functioning perverts. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Laura, right. say goodbye. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.